Welcome to episode 12 of RJ Bell's Dream Preview MLB Edition. My name is Taylor Ringle, and I'm with my co-host, Griffin Warner. Griff, happy Cinco de Mayo to you and to everybody listening. Happy Cinco de Mayo. We're drinking responsibly and betting responsibly. On this episode, of course, we'll get into our weekly recap of our best bets for Monday. Weekend Series Spotlight. We'll review the Friday's games, tell you which games to bet on and who to bet on. And then, of course, at the end of the show, it is best bets from Friday, all in a matter of minutes. Griffin, what's going on? You know, happy Cinco de Mayo. I'm glad you're wishing it to everybody. Hopefully, uh, people are wearing politically correct mustaches wherever they are. Um, Unfortunately, got to kind of come to Jesus on the uh, 0-2 we took on our best bets from Monday. but. Uh, we're going to come back and rip it all up and uh, go 2-0 and just to t- turn around the karma machine. That's right, baby. That's right. You know what? We we didn't have – look, we're not going to always win, right? We're not going to always win, but we're always going to try. And that is what people, I think, like about this podcast because we give our ex- we give our opinions, but also we give it with a little spin, and hopefully that little spin, that little spice to it gets us a victory. Clearly not this case. Marco Gonzalez got absolutely lit up. So that wasn't the case, but we're going to try to give you some more for Friday's games. And before we do that, Griff, we're going to get into our weekend series spotlight, our favorite series to look out for for the weekend and for the games that you should be betting on. So, Griff, why don't you kick us off with your weekend to look out for? Okay. Weekend games uh, the weekend to look, to look out for. The series spotlight, as we have termed it, and uh, I guess are quickly running away from that name, but we're going to try to keep it. Uh, I'm it. actually going with one that starts tonight. So we're recording this Thursday, uh, and we will – I mean, this might be up Thursday night for some of you to, to catch it late night, so probably after this game uh, tips off – well, not not basketball. After, after the first pitch is thrown, here we go. Uh, I'm going to go with the, the Seattle Mariners hosting the Tampa Bay Rays. I, I think – um, I mean, two teams that we were pretty high on entering the year. I don't know exactly how you feel about both of them. We'll get to that in a second. But I'm pretty concerned about both the lineups for the, the Mariners and the Tampa Bay Rays so far. It's really – neither of it have delivered so far. Uh, but this is a big series, I think, for, for both teams. Uh, Seattle really controlled Tampa. Last, I think they might have had a walk-off in all of the home games that they played last year, if I remember that correctly. Um, so clearly a lot of close games. But – um, Seattle spent a lot of money in the offseason. They're not really getting a lot from their their offense. I think Robbie Ray, who pitches tonight, ha- has done uh, fairly well with a little bit of reduced uh, velocity, which is a co- big concern for any pitcher, really. But we got Robbie Ray and Logan Gilbert, who's been awesome. Marco Gonzalez, who uh, has had a little bit of tough luck. I feel like whenever he gets the Astros, it's a tough draw, but I think he'll bounce back here, uh, especially after taking a, a line drive off the wrist in Tampa uh, last week and that made him leave after I think only recording one out and then Sunday Chris Flexen who was great against the Rays in that same series uh, early last week whereas the Rays will go McClanahan who's been awesome and then it looks like a lot of bullpen stuff with, with Josh Fleming as the proposed or projected starter for Friday Drew Rasson who's been really good to start the year uh, who came over in a trade for Milwaukee last season and then Ryan Yarbrough in the in the, in the Sunday getaway day, uh, Sunday afternoon matchup. But from, from what I'm looking at this series, I think Seattle, we both picked as a potential kind of 
surprise division winner in the AL West. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how good I feel about that right now based on how their offense is, is producing or not producing. And the Rays, who I thought could be an outside chance at a, an AL East crown, they're pretty far behind the Yankees, your Yankees, and, and the Blue Jays. So I think it's a big series for both teams to kind of sit, get some momentum. I don't know what a two-and-two two split does here, but uh, how are you feeling about these teams after a relatively slow start this season? Yeah, this is definitely – I would say this is bigger for Seattle because I think people are surprised of how well the Angels have been playing so far. And it seems like they're not slowing down. They have a two-game lead up against the Astros and a four-game lead against the third-place Mariners. We're seeing guys starting to put something together. We saw J-Rod's first home run as a major leaguer the other day, like 450 feet in a ballpark, which is very hard to hit home runs in in Miami. But I think this is more of a series for Seattle. Actually, both these both these teams really do need wins. Yankees are running away so far with that AL East. Toronto is only two and a half out and Tampa's three. But if I had to pick a team that really needs the most, it is definitely the Seattle Mariners. And for a team that really needs a win with my series spotlight here, I'm going to go with the Milwaukee Brewers against the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta. The Atlanta Braves are 12 and 15. The Milwaukee Brewers are 18 and 8. A ridiculous record. They are three games up against St. Louis. And then Pittsburgh, of all teams, the Pirates are in third place, seven games back. They have a nice commanding lead so far. And Atlanta, six games back against the Mets. The Braves need this game in the worst way. And on Saturday night, we're going to see a pitching duel of the ages. So uh, it's, if you guys really want to watch some good pitching, this is the game to watch on Saturday. Corbin Burns versus Max Freed. They're both having pretty good starts to the year. And for Sunday night baseball, we have Ashby, who had a really good nice start in his last start. I think it was his last start for a few starts ago. And we're still looking for a starter on Sunday for the Braves. But just like your series, this is a team the Braves need wins. They just got Acuna back, so things are going to start clicking soon. But it ain't going to be easy for a weekend series against the best, one of the hottest teams in baseball in the Milwaukee Brewers. But, best record, best record in the NL, Milwaukee Brewers right now. Yeah, the the New York Mets and the Brewers are are fighting it off for best record as of right now. Eighteen and eight for Milwaukee, eighteen and nine for New York. Their current Mets are currently losing to the Phillies on Thursday night baseball right now, seven to one. Last time I checked. But with that being said, Griff, why don't we get into Friday's games? We'll rattle them off quick. A lot of these games, unfortunately, do not have lines. But we'll still give you a little info for these games. But this episode might be quicker than usual because there's so many that don't have it. So, Griff, why don't you jump off right off the bat here? I will. Uh, it just reminds me of the COVID year where we never got probable starters that just had to guess and figure that out, and they would change 10 minutes before a game. I'm really hoping that we have left those days behind. But uh, where I mean, I guess we'll start with the first one where we got one of those where the Cubs don't have a, a projected starter. Uh, Tyler Anderson looks like he's going for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And I got to say, the Dodgers, I mean, there's not much to say about them. They're going to win a lot of games, probably win this one. But Tyler Anderson's been really impressive to me so far. And he looks like he's trying to grab maybe not a, a six-inning-a-night type of starter role for the Dodgers, but seems to be like a great fantasy pickup if you guys are playing uh, maybe to look at a DFS, especially because he's probably going to get, I think he'll go five innings. 
uh, probably the the minimum to pick up a win in this one. And if he's he's pitching well against a, a Cubs team that is certainly not uh, on the same level or tier as the LA Dodgers this year. Uh, I, I really love the Dodgers. And, and I got to say that I think it was a pretty big series that they really controlled the Giants in. Uh, Giants, to me, don't look exactly, but we'll get to them uh, in a little bit. I, I just feel like the Dodgers are a team I'm not really looking to fade so far. You, you impressed with your, uh, your, your World Series prediction? Yeah, the Dodgers here, I feel like they have every single year they find guys like a Tyler Anderson that fits into the mold of the rotation. He's he's going into camp. You know, he might be the fifth starter. He might be a long guy. We've seen guys emerge into better pitchers than I think people have, you know, going into the season thought. Like, you know, Tony Gonson a few years ago was a guy who's kind of like a Tyler Anderson. Is he going to be a spot starter? Is he going to be a long man? And Gonsolin has now become a guy where he's very reliable for the Dodgers in the rotation, and even at the bullpen if need be. And Anderson's kind of turning into that guy right now, 255 ERA. If you like the Dodgers in this, if you like Tyler Anderson, this is a good game to bet on with the fact that that Cubbies only have to have a starter ready for Friday's games. But in our next game here might be we're talking one of the worst teams of all time. It's getting to that point in the Cincinnati Reds taking on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Griff. What are we doing with this game here? Well, I can tell you that uh, Taylor and I t- combined have three less wins than the Reds so far this year, and they've played 25 games. They're now 3-22. and 22. Um, That's pretty gross, I got to say. Uh, looking to bet against them as much as possible. But here we go. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates come into town in a, in a game okay. that I'm sure is going to be front and center in the, the Ringgold household, uh, right on the main TV, put the Yankees to the side. We got uh, Brew Baker at Overton, uh, and currently the Pittsburgh Pirates are a minus one twenty one road <laughs> favorite over under eight and a half. Um, you don't put I'll, that in the same you, sentence. Easy, easy. I'll let you get into this in a second. Uh, Brew Baker's got some good swing and miss stuff. Can't say I got a huge book on Overton, but I do know he plays for a team that is three and twenty two. So, uh, uh, how much of your schedule are you clearing for this one, Taylor? I am canceling all my plans. Okay. I'm canceling, <laughs> canceling everything. I'm going to watch the three and 22 Cincinnati Reds and Jeff, Jeff Passon from ESPN tweeted this out today saying they had the score, the NL worst 79 runs. If they doubled that, it would still be fewer runs than they've allowed, which is 166. Their 6.9 ERA as a team is a full two runs worse than the next worst team. That just goes to show how awful this team has become, and we are 25 in games into the season. Are we going to be seeing a Detroit Tigers team when they lost 120 games? Maybe. We, we could. But, um, ladies and gentlemen, we guys all know this. Stay away from the game if, you really, if you're really, really dying to bet on this Pirates-Cincinnati Reds game. It's obvious. Pick the Pirates. But please use your money elsewhere. And I think the next game here, which I, you know, I might as well just take off here. Max Scherzer against Kyle Gibson, Mets, Phillies. The line right now is minus 126 for Scherzer, and the total is seven. Griff, would it be silly to bet against Max Scherzer here? Uh, He's, I mean, I got to say, he wasn't great on Sunday Night Baseball against the same Phillies team. It really annoys me that these they just basically repeat series like and the same pitchers go again. Aren't they playing so many times together so early, right? I, I mean, like it's it, every other game. 
Yeah, it's basically, I guess the way the schedule goes is beginning of the year, you play your division and then you don't play them for the entire middle. And then you, uh, besides some random series in, in between, then you play them the entire month of September. It's uh, not my favorite, but whatever. The MLB doesn't do anything that's my favorite. Um, but I still like the sport. And I got to say, Max Scherzer is not someone I'm rushing to bet against. He is an awesome, awesome pitcher. Uh, and I think he'll probably be extra motivated, not that he needs more of that to come out of here and not uh, groove a couple fastballs for Kyle Schwarber to hit over the wall. Um, I, my biggest fear, or I guess my interest in the Phillies is kind of tempered by the fact that he'd be backing Kyle Gibson, who yeah. uh, I feel like he is one of those pitchers that you can trust against an inferior lineup. And I don't think the Mets lineup is really that strong. I think that's going to hold them back, but I just, I don't, I feel like Max Scherzer off a poor outing. against the same team. will bounce back and throw a gem here. I, I agree. I definitely agree. Let's let's get into the next series here. Brewers versus Braves. Braves don't have a starter yet, and either they don't have a line. I kind of just reiterated what the series looks like. Do you want to get into this one, or do you want to go to the next series? Yeah, here? I'll give it just a second. So it looks like sure. uh, Bryce Elder is going to okay. start for the Braves. I Unfortunately, no line, so there's not a lot to discuss here. But, I mean, as you, you touched on earlier, the Braves have been a pretty big disappointment. I don't know that I was able to, to give my thoughts on them just yet, but – I think Acuna coming back is huge. The The Braves lineup is, I think, going to take off eventually. Um, and, and they, I, I guess the, the whole thing is then Charlie Morton's supposed to start Sunday, it looks like, uh, just f- flash on my on my screen. But he's got to get it together as well. I know he was talking about retiring the offseason. But I'll move on to the next one because we don't have a line on that one. We'll go to the Rockies visiting the Arizona Diamondbacks. Looks like Chad Cool at Merrill Kelly. Currently Merrill Kelly, a minus 137 home favorite. Over-under is eight. And uh, I got to say, Merrill Kelly has had a pretty good start to the year. Chad Cool has shown pits and, and flashes of, of being a really good pitcher in the past. I'm not sure that he really – I mean, the, the Rockies also have been playing really well, maybe above their heads, but can't knock them because they've been winning a lot of games. Uh, it's kind of weird. The, the Diamondbacks have been playing better. Somehow they they went to Florida and started playing better in Miami. Um, but the, the Diamondbacks is a minus 137 favorite. It seems pretty large to me. What do you think about the Rockies? I think the Rockies are going to have a solid day against Mira Kelly. I just have a weird feeling. And, and uh, what was the last time we saw a Rockies pitcher and a Diamondbacks pitcher facing off with ERAs under two? That does not happen often, ladies and gentlemen. So it, it, this is one of these guys are going to get absolutely rocked. And I think the Rockies lineup is <laughs> – I, th- I think it's kind of underrated a little bit. CJ Crone is having a freaking insane start of the year. So I, I love him when he was, um, I think he started, he was at Tampa, right? And he had a good, pretty decent season with Tampa. But um, I- I'm a huge fan of CJ. And I think this is a solid road victory for the, for the Rockies here. I want to say his brother plays for Arizona and his dad is like a hitting coach. So there's a lot of, there's a lot of swings in that family, family for sure. Um, but I, I like the Rockies here as well. And maybe they, they might come up a little bit later in the show. Uh, next we'll go Marlins at the Padres. The series also starts tonight and kind of a weird movement on tonight's game where Miami has moved to a favorite uh, with, I, I guess one of the it surprises ish of the season and Lazardo starting tonight at Nick Martinez, who certainly isn't a prom queen. I'll put it that way, but uh, for this one on, on Friday night's game, we got Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara visiting you Darvish Alcantara off a pretty, I think, poor by his standards start uh, in the last game of the series against Seattle, um, which was a loss for him. Currently, I'm seeing you Darvish is a minus 114 home favorite 
total is six and a, and a half right now. Uh, and, and I got to say, it's a pretty short number for you to be laying yeah, at home. Uh, seems right. like smart money is, is all over the Marlins right here. Uh, do you agree with it? I don't know. I was just about to say Darvish loves pitching at home. I don't know if you know that, but he, he likes pitching at home. Is it weird that I kind of want the my, the Marlins here? I, it's not because, I mean, you're getting odds and the line seems shorter than it should be. Uh, and I, I think what I've kind of learned in all sports is the the short home favorite. Everyone wants to bet the short home favorite. They're at home. They sure. get the bat last in this case. They're 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 cheaper than they should be, and that to me usually is a good sign to uh, bet the road team. Though I don't know about fading you, Darvish, with the uh, toothless Miami offense that seems to like pretty often it has holes in its bats. Coming off a pretty poor series against the D-backs, where they were coming from behind in each game, and I think I think lost the series and might have even gotten swept, uh, if I remember correctly. Like not great, uh, not a great situation, especially after that after that long flight from the bottom of of this great country of ours all the way over uh, across three time zones to San Diego. So I don't, I don't hate the Alcantara idea here. I just feel like number looks pretty short to me. Uh, I, I don't know if that makes me want to back you Darvish in this situation, but um, it's not looking good to me. You, you, you got something else you want to say about this one or, or should we move on to the, the nightcap, which of course doesn't have a line either. I'm very interested with this nightcap game. I definitely okay. jump right into that. Cool. Well, so it looks like Jordan Hicks is the uh, the scheduled starter for the Cardinals. Um, as for the San Francisco Giants, who seem to be employing the let's figure out who starts. It looks like I guess Alex Cobb probably should make this start. He might be going a little bit early uh, because he only lasted an inning off of the IL in his last start, which is I think mainly due to throwing I think about fifty pitches in the first inning, and I think his. His defense definitely kind of sold him out uh, or, or hung him out to dry in that one. What do you think about uh, Jordan Hicks trying to throw 104 miles an hour? Is that really who he is now? And can he really be the guy that he was throwing the ball so fast uh, just a couple of years ago before he got Tommy John? I think he can. I don't know the reason why the Cardinals made him a starter. I'm very confused about your, your, you have a guy who was a eighth inning guy for the Cardinals throwing 103, 104 which is nice to have that at the back end of your pen. They have Hensley, who's another guy who throws 103 right now, throwing in the back end of the pen. But now they have Hicks. But, guys, Jordan Hicks, his longest start so far this year was three and a third innings last week against the Diamondbacks. He only went three and a third innings, two earned, two home runs allowed, four strikeouts, two walks. He's not going to get you a lot of innings. And the bull, it's, it's a bullpen game. I'm 100% going with the Giants in this game. They might yeah. not score early. They might not score first because Hicks is hard to hit, but eventually they're going to have their, their shot at this game. Cause I, I just, when you start piling on the bullpen like that early on in a game, I mean, one inning could really early on the first, second inning could really screw this team. Yeah. I think so. These are two teams that we highlighted as potential dark horses to make a run uh, towards the world series uh, in the postseason at the end of the season. Um, I have, I got to say the giants have been, I mean, they're still a scary team and especially at home where they win a ton of games that they kind of look like they don't deserve. Uh, but the giants haven't really looked like they've been clicking so far to start the year. I mean, it's very early and, and definitely it's better to click at the end of the year versus the right. beginning. But for a team that won over a hundred games last year, I feel like they're a little bit off that, uh, that path so far. Um, Jordan Hicks, I think the way you're saying it doesn't make a lot of sense as a starter, cause he's not going to eat up a ton of innings, but 
I feel like we're moving into in this year of our Lord 2022 of just we're trying to get as many outs as possible. Um, and if it's nine outs or 12 outs or 21 outs, like the chances of, of all these guys going six innings, it doesn't seem to happen anymore. So it's almost like we'll see how many we can get. And right. I feel like the, the Cardinals can't put everyone in the bullpen. So they got to figure out someone to go out there. Uh, right away. It's a nice um, thing to have. Let's just say that. It's nice to have guys throw 105 and there's four of them. True. Uh, so we'll move on to the, the AL uh, and we'll go with the, the Kansas City Royals at the Baltimore Orioles. Currently, Carlos Hernandez at Jordan Lyles. Currently, Lyles is a minus 110 favorite at home. Total is eight right now. Um, Royals offense has been pretty weak. Orioles, same sort of story. So it should be a good competitive series. And uh, I'm sure you're going to w- watch this one as well. <laughs> I was choked in my water. Yeah, definitely going to be watching this series. No, but it, it, it's just an interesting story how both of these teams are kind of almost at the same spot in their, like, I guess, strength-wise. They're both weak hitting. The pitching is not, isn't as great. That's why the line is so close. I would probably – you know what? I, don't, I don't really don't like Jordan Lyles at all, so <laughs> – I really don't. I feel like he's he's a definition of put a baseball on a tee, batting practice pitcher. So I'm going to go with Hernandez and the Royals here. Yeah, Hernandez is a bigger bigger arm. He just doesn't really strike people out, which worries me when you throw like 100 miles an hour. Um, right. Jordan Lyles certainly he has some good days, some bad days. I feel like if anything, I'm looking to the Royals here, but I don't I don't know that I like it enough to go further than that. We'll go uh, Rangers at the Yankees. Glenn Otto at Garrett Cole. Currently, Garrett Cole is a minus two twelve favorite. Over under is seven, which is pretty small in the Bronx. I'll, I'll give you your uh, fifteen minutes of fame. Go ahead uh, on the Yankees, who have unfortunately not won more than ten games in a row now. Garrett Cole. Is, this is another victory. He's had two back to back solid starts. I think it's almost a no-brainer. He had nine strikeouts against the Guardians, and then um, on April 30th against the Royals in KC, he struck out six there, won six innings. ERA is getting lower. This is what you want to see if you're betting on the Yankees. And for a Rangers team, it's a lot of strikeouts on that roster. So let's go with the Bronx Bombers here. And that's all I have cool. to say. Uh, next, we'll go Battle of the Sox. Thought about making this uh, my series spotlight, but ultimately two underachieving teams. Figured that wasn't uh, going to keep anyone listening. Got Vince Velasquez at Nate Ivaldi. Currently, Ivaldi minus 171 favorite at home. Total is eight and a half. And I don't know how the Red Sox could possibly sustain this number because they are massive favorites and they can't get a single out in their bullpen. It's bad. It's... It, right. You just said the, the the factor there. The bullpen for the so- Red Sox is so bad, but yet they're the favorites in this game against the White Sox team offensively has struggled. And Vince Velasquez, as you know, is not a really overall great starter here. So I'm going to go with Yavaldi. Uh, I guess I'm going to go favorites I mean, it, here. It's hard. It like... I, I get it. I would expect the red version of the Sox to, to be more likely to win here, certainly. Uh, but this number is insane. I just – can you bet Vince Velasquez? I'm not sure. Next, we'll go uh, Blue Jays at the Cleveland Indian. Oh, there we go. Dollar in the jar. Dollar Cleveland in the Guardians. Jar. <laughs> Kevin Gosman, minus 143 favorite at Shane Bieber. Uh, total six and a half. Big, big number for uh, Bieber to get at home. Are you uh, – is it too late to say sorry? 
you know what? Give yourself a pat on the back for that one. Seriously, give a round. Everyone, give a round of applause if you understand they the do, reference. Good do, for you. If you don't, look it up. Very nice. Very nice. This this matchup here is so awesome. I mean, you have Kevin Gosman who is looking like a Cy Young favorite he right is. now, and Shane Bieber, who any given night can strike out strike out fifteen. I really like this matchup for Toronto. I really do. I know they won this the, the last and final game against the Yankees. A huge mat, huge win, coming off a huge W. Fan base is nuts. Uh, I really, I really like this this game. I can't see Kevin Gosman th- getting rocked by this Guardians team. There's not a lot of really. There's not a lot of threats in that lineup except for Jose Ramirez. So I'm gonna go Gosman and the. Toronto Blue Jays. Yeah, I think it's too big of a, a favor here, but uh, I'm not really rushing to back Beaver, who I feel like is coming down to earth, and I feel like his velocity being down has, has kind of made him a slider-only guy, which worries me. Next, we got Detroit visiting Houston. Brisky, brisket, whatever, against Luis Garcia. Uh, currently, the Astros are minus 195, so nearly $2 nice. favorites. Uh, the uh, Okay, very nice. And the uh, total is 8.5. Luis Garcia, you know, he seems to be a better pitcher, maybe in my mind, than he has shown this this year. But I, I feel like he'll get right against Tigers. I I don't know about you. I hate watching him because he takes forever to throw the ball. Do you ever notice he that? Likes it. Yes, he, he loves he loves the rocking. As I don't know, but you guys can't see, but Griff can. I'm rocking in my chair right now, and I'm throwing. You look just wins. like him. I look just like him. I just need to gain like another. 50 pounds. He's a big Whoa, kid. whoa. And, and I think it's more of the, the heavy locks that he has, the ponytail. I, that, my that, that's what you're I have a little, about. Yes. Um, Garcia, this just kind of seems like a, a, a obvious pick here. Um, seeing the line here, it means one, minus 195. Uh, the over-under is eight and a half. Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Astros here. Yeah, I think they're, they're more likely to win this one. Next, we'll go A's, Oakland A's visiting the Minnesota Twins. You got Cole Irvin. Uh, at Winder, Winder, uh, Winder, Winder. There we go. New twin. I mean, you're the twins guy. Glad, glad you can help me with the pronunciation. Currently, twins are <laughs> minus one seventy five favorites. Over under seven and a half. Uh, Cole Irvin had a pretty good start to the year so far, but he is a definition of a pitch contact guy and a lefty, and he's going to be coming in to the strike zone. And the twins, though they've been dealing with a bunch of injuries, and did call up your boy Jose Miranda, Juan Miranda, That's, um, Jose Miranda. He's he's had a little bit of a slow start, but I mean, I feel like that is a great, great pitcher for a home run hitting team like the Twins have come up against. So they're pretty banged up right now. They are, but I think a guy named Byron Buxton is off to a Ooh. hot start. I think he just hit a home run tonight in Baltimore. Yeah, two he hit shot. a yep. two-run shot. That's a guy I've been – look, if you follow me on Twitter, all I do is praise him and Nolan Arenado. That's all I praise those guys. That's it. And – uh, I like the Twins here. Byron Buxton is turning into a behemoth monster, and this is exactly what I want as a Buxton fan and as a Twins fan and as a person who bets on the Twins normally. Uh, this is what I want to see. I feel like this is going to be a good matchup in Minnesota. Yeah, we'll go uh, to my series spotlight for the uh, the Rays visiting the Mariners. Got Logan Gilbert at uh, no line yet, but looks like it's going to be Josh Fleming. Uh, I really like the way Gilbert is. I mean, it's hard to argue with how well he, how cool he's done to start this year. Uh, looks like Crazy. Seattle might be a slight favorite. That might be a little expensive for me considering how their bats haven't performed, but you got nothing to poke holes in with Logan, my, my boy Logs, do you? 
No, absolutely not. He almost has a nice ERA. It's at Oof. 0.64. 0.64, nice. kids. That is insane. He needs to give is, up another run. I know, right? Just to get a little bit closer. But look, this is who the Mariners wanted. This is what they've been waiting for. Last year, he had a little little taste of what the major leagues was like. Had a decent year. And this is exactly who they want as the number two behind Robbie Ray. And hopefully this Mariner team can get together. So I, I really like watching this kid pitch. Yeah, we need it. Last but not least on the card, and of course, no line, but looks like Jose Suarez for the Angels. And he will be hosting uh, Adon from uh, the Nationals. No line here, but uh, the Nats have been playing really poorly, whereas I guess they've been hitting the ball a little bit in Colorado, but certainly not doing well enough. The Angels coming off a long road trip, so we'll see what happens with their legs here in this one. But got a good series win, I think, at the uh, the Red Sox, which closed today with Good, good performance from Shohei Otani. You got anything on this one? Yeah, the Angels are on fire. Their offense is on fire. Otani had a hell of a start today. Um, we'll strike out 11. They're on a roll, and this lineup really cannot be stopped. And to end off our episode today, we're going to do our Friday's best bets. But Griff, I'm going to throw it to you. You got us a little coupon code. Is that what I'm thinking? I do. So for all of our listeners, we uh, it's a little bit of a – May appreciation for anyone who's been listening to us for, for this whole time so far. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Feel free to hit us on the Twitters or wherever you see this podcast. Reach out to Taylor or I. You're, you're more than welcome to. We love interacting with everybody, whether you're loving or hating, because we get some of both. Um, but here, just thank you for listening. We got a, a coupon code for uh, 20% off uh, the pregame experts pros i consider myself one of them well you might not but i'm on the list so you can certainly use that to to get use this coupon to get 20 percent off good until june 1st you can use one per customer uh the coupon code is may 20 m-a-y 20 and you can use that to get 20 percent off any package of subscription from your favorite pros uh it could be a 30-day package like my own for mlb uh we're up over 10 units so far this season so things have been going well there also uh, plenty of other good content at pregame, the NBA playoffs, the USFL. If you want to try to get a uh, two-time super contest winner, see Fezzik, uh, and, and we'll move to the best bets, but use the code MAY20. Uh, and I'll take it, or actually, I'll, I'll give it to you, Taylor. Go ahead. What, what is your best bet for this week? Uh, my best bet is Jordan Hicks against whoever's starting for the Giants. And I know it's kind of a crazy thing to pick somebody who's not even started yet, but I really think you can't have a guy starting like this early on and not throwing a ton of innings against a team who can hit. This team has talent, and it can put it together. It's the San Francisco Giants, for crying out loud. I know the Cardinals are one of my favorite teams. They're my one of the guys to go to the playoffs, but can't have Jordan Hicks starting games. I just think he's a bullpen guy. On to you. For my best bet, I'll go with the Colorado Rockies. Uh, I think that Chad Cool is scary to back, but that's a pretty big price. Some team that's been playing well, and I don't really believe in Arizona. Plus, they got a lot of travel on those legs coming back. Uh, and that'll be my best bet for this week. Here we go, 2-0. Give us your Twitter handle where they can follow you. Okay, they can. Uh, the real underscore G Warner. How about you, Taylor? You can follow me at Taylor Ringold, T-A-Y-L-O-R-R-I-N-G-O-L-D. Tweet at both of us. Give us your opinions. Give us your thoughts of how we're doing on the show. If you think we should add more stuff to the show, please let us know. We love all feedback, negative or positive. Thank you for everybody for sticking by us, listening. If you're listening tonight on Cinco de Mayo, hopefully you're drinking responsibly and enjoying yourself. If not, enjoy the weekend, bet responsibly, and we will catch you guys 
next week. See you.